O'Neill, and you're listening to 90.7 FM, WGXC, Acra. Saturday, May 1st, tune in the 8th annual Reve broadcast on WGXC. It's 25 hours following the sunrise around the earth and listening to the dawn chorus at places throughout the world. The broadcast starts at midnight Eastern time, starting in London, heading across the Atlantic and picking up sounds from Wave Farm in the 5 a.m. hour. Then you hear daybreak across the United States, across the Pacific Ocean, into Asia, Africa, Europe, and back in London at midnight. Tune in all day, May 1st, from midnight to midnight to Reveille on the radio at wgxc.org and go to soundtent.org for more information about this broadcast. WGXC underwriting support is provided in part by Art Omai in Ghent, New York. Open daily from dawn until dusk. Art Omai Sculpture and Architecture Park presents the work of contemporary artists and architects across 120 acres of field and forest. Now accepting advanced registrations for visits on weekends and select holidays. Information at artomai.org. WGXC is made possible in part by the generous ongoing support of Bindlestiff Family Circus of Hudson, New York. WGXC's sustaining supporters are among the station's most dedicated listeners. They care deeply about Creative Community Radio, and their investment helps to sustain WGXC as a public platform for information, experimentation, and engagement in Greene and Columbia counties. Become a WGXC sustaining supporter today. Go to WGXC.org and click Donate. Thank you for your support. Welcome to Dim the Lights with Jenny and Amanda. Here we are on WGXC 90.7 FM, and we're here tonight to talk about some movies like we always do. Hi, Jenny. Hi, Amanda. It's so great to be here with you. It is so great to be here um, on this beautiful earth that, (laughs) oh, can we keep abusing it without repercussions? We'll see. I don't know. We'll get to that later when we're talking about our theme but for now what have you been watching lately jenny my goodness you know this again this happens every time but i'm still always like oh god okay it's time to tell you it's time to tell you (laughs) i know maybe i should um do a little more of an introduction first i feel like i spring it very quickly no i like it a lot it's really good you keep me on my toes which i need (laughs) um well amanda I've been watching a lot of movies lately. <laughs> it's been three yes. weeks since our last show, so we've had a lot of time, oh, uh, which has been pretty nice. Uh, but about a week or two ago, I watched a movie that I know was on your list also uh, called His House, which oh, yeah. is a newer horror movie from Netflix. It's from the year 2020, uh, and I really enjoyed it. It was really fun. Um, it's streaming right now, so you can, like... I mean, wait until we're done talking, but when we're done, you can go run over to Netflix, type it in and give it a watch. Um, But yeah, it's directed by this guy, Remy Weeks. I think it's his first feature movie, like his first full length movie. Um, But it's really, I really enjoyed it. It's pretty short. It's about 
um, these two, it's about this couple who are um, refugees from South Sudan uh, and they're placed in like council estate housing in Britain by a social worker. Um, but the housing that they're given is haunted. Uh, <sighs> and I really enjoyed it. It was really, um, it was, it reminded me a lot of the Babadook actually in oh, the way fun. that um, it's like, it's, it's a scary story about a haunted place, but it's really about something else, obviously. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> something uh, that's being unreckoned with. And yes. you can't, don't, don't not confront it. Cause it's going to become a ghost and it's going to haunt your house. <laughs> exactly. You have to deal with some things. Um, yeah. but yeah, I really liked it. I watched it, uh, while I was home alone and in the, in the way that many movies, many horror movies are at the beginning really scared me because <laughs> I, I was home alone. I was just like watching with my hands very close to covering my eyes, but not quite doing it. Um, yeah. and then as the movie goes on, it gets less scary as you like start to understand things, but I thought it was really fun. I would definitely recommend it. Uh, you know, if you're looking for a nice, uh, emotional horror movie, which I almost always am. Yeah. Same, same. I know I've been really wanting to see it because it looks really good. The people love it. It looks really uh, scary to me. Mm-hmm. Um, is it a Netflix movie? I can't remember. Or is it just I, living on Netflix right now? I believe it's a Netflix produced movie. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, which but, means it'll probably stay on there for a long time, if not forever. Um, yeah. And so I'm very, I'm very excited to watch it. It looks totally. I, the, you know, I was going to say the older I get, the more scared I get when I'm alone, but that's not true. I've actually always been scared. <laughs> In <Ew>. fact, <laughs> you know, more so when I was younger. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I think I've not watched it yet because I will be watching it alone mm-hmm. and I'm going to get scared <laughs> yeah I wasn't expecting to be afraid because I also I mean you and I both watch so many horror movies and we are mm-hmm. both weenies so we do get scared but I you know I feel like at this point I've really desensitized myself in a lot of ways but it was just that certain combination of uh, anticipation of the movie and also being home alone at night that really it got me yeah. I was like oh okay yeah <laughs> I'm afraid <laughs> yeah uh. But yeah, uh, you want to tell me what you've been watching lately? I do. So you reminded us that it's been three weeks since our last show. And I know that I've seen a lot of movies, but it's as if perhaps somebody has just wiped my memory clear. (laughs) Just total recall, but no recall. Um, Absolutely no recall. Zero recall. (laughs) Zero recall. So what I can remember... (laughs) is um I started watching just as a little nightcap because I just wanted something short and um easy I started watching the show Toast of London (laughs) um which is a British comedy show like most British comedies it's very zany very very silly good thing I love that silly humor uh, it stars Matt Berry, who Jenny and I both have a crush on. Mm-hmm. He's um, He has a really, really deep, resonant voice. That's kind of his calling card. Uh, and Toast of London is about a uh, kind of uh, down-on-his-luck actor, I guess, who is named Stephen Toast. <laughs> <laughs> and that alone is all I need. <laughs> it's just a silly name. Um, but yeah, it's just about, uh, his, 
his life and um the things he's going through and the the luck and unlucky moments of his life but it's very very silly i don't have too much to say about it but it's the thing i can remember watching besides the mummy which i did also rewatch just like the rest of everybody else um <laughs> oh and then i did i did see um the new godzilla versus king kong movie and it's it's trash it's absolute trash don't bother <laughs> um i'm here to tell you don't even bother the first one was okay but still not very good <laughs> and they just have descended the second one was not as good as yeah. the not as the not good first one <laughs> and now this one was just a mess can i can i give you some spoilers i don't mind i would love to hear some spoilers listeners out there all of our millions of listeners please <laughs> if you don't want any spoilers maybe just turn down your radio for a sec but i'm going to give you spoilers right now uh, there's a part where they go to the center of the earth um and inside the center of the earth is supposedly where kaiju and these um titans or whatever they mm -hmm. call them come from um and inside the center of the earth is this beautiful jungly mountainous um world and it's very very sunny and beautiful and i kept asking myself where's the sun <laughs> where's the sunlight coming from? And after that, I was like this, I'm, I'm out, you know, it's like not it was working. already bad. And now I'm like, I can't, where's the sun. There's <laughs> just, I'm so, I, you know, I can suspend my disbelief a certain amount, but yeah. once you tunnel to the center of the earth and there's a sun, it's just not working yeah. for me anymore. You're, you're in the middle of a rock. I don't know where you think <laughs> you're getting sunlight, but How is this happening? Yeah. And the I, thing is, ugh, sorry. The thing is with, no, these, with these like sci-fi movies is it's actually not hard to give me some weird reason mm -hmm. why there is sun. Like just give me something instead of totally. nothing and pretending I won't notice. I'm not dumb. You yeah. Know? <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. That's whack. Just give me some weird, silly, made up science and I'll totally buy it because I'm already watching a movie about giant animals. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I really, the new Godzilla movies, they just have too many people in them for me. They're very yeah. people forward. And I'm like, I'm, I came here for Godzilla and the yeah. other kaiju. I don't yeah. need this like human storyline. It's not interesting to me. Yeah. yeah. What a nightmare. I know. <laughs> I know. The only other exciting, like the sort of exciting thing about it was you think it's just about Godzilla versus Kong, but then Mecha Godzilla comes in. Oh, that's cool. Which was kind of fun because then they unite having a common enemy like mm -hmm. you always want them to because they're both good. But it was still, it couldn't save the movie. <laughs> yeah, that's too bad. <laughs> but anyways. We'll, we'll hold out hope for Godzilla 4. I know. <laughs> and, you know, this is not a bad bridge into our theme because um, Godzilla comes out of the sea to set things back to a balance. Mm -hmm. Man Absolutely. and nature back to a balance. And tonight we're here to talk about uh, some eco horror movies where the balance has gone unbalanced for far too long. And Mother Nature comes a rare in her head to set things straight or get revenge <laughs> yeah totally <laughs> it's I love eco horror so much it's so fun it's also yeah. like it is extremely broad and can be 
many things. So honestly, like Godzilla is eco horror. If you really think about it, it is, if it is something that is considered scary, like it is a giant creature that smashes cities. So Mm -hmm. I guess that would be the horror element. I think the thing that's vague about it is the horror part of it. Right. Um, the, the, the idea that I think Jenny and I are both thinking of that unites these stories is that, like I said, it's, it's, um, earth retaliating or humans having absolutely no control over nature, which is scary to a lot of humans. Um, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Right. Really. Yeah, definitely. I think, I mean, I think it's like, for me, for me, Jenny, (laughs) ego horror is just about any kind of environment that is uh, horrifying in some way. (laughs) But I think, but I think the most interesting ones are ones that are like a response to ecological disaster um, Mm. and like nature getting either getting revenge or like, yeah, resetting the balance in some way. Yeah. More of an environmentalist horror. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But it's true. It's true. It really runs the gamut. I do have right in the beginning of my notes. What is eco horror to you? (laughs) Is it, is it animals attacking? plants retaliating, earth dying. Um, (laughs) Why not all of the above? (laughs) Exactly. It can be all of the above. Um, It just has to have the natural world around us at the front. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah. And whether, yeah, exactly. And so I I think when I said um, the horror of humans having absolutely no control over nature is also pretty vague. Yeah, but no, but it's also totally... It's true. We don't have any control. We don't. We're fools (laughs) to think we do. And I think a lot of these movies are all about pointing out that foolishness. Yeah, for sure. Um, I I definitely have the word hubris of man written in my notes like at least three times. Oh, definitely. (laughs) Um, Jenny, do you want to tell me about one of the movies that you watched? Oh, it would be my pleasure. <laughs> um, I watched a lot of movies because I just got really excited. Yeah. <laughs> Stop. Because my, so my ideal movie, I, I chose this theme. Um, and my initial thought was, okay, I just want to watch a bunch of movies that are like Annihilation because uh, it's just the best and I love yeah. it so much. It's so, really a prime example. Yeah, absolutely. And I am going to talk about Annihilation, maybe, actually. I wasn't going Please. to start with it, but maybe I, think I, will. We should. I don't think we should drop the name without talking about it. Without talking. You're right, you're right. Yeah. So let's start out with that then. Um, so Annihilation is a movie that came out in 2018. Uh, it was written and directed by Alex Garland, but it's based on a novel by Jeff Vandermeer. Um, and it's basically about a this this mysterious I didn't write down any notes for this movie oh yeah <laughs> so I'm just gonna go off the dome yeah do it <laughs> but so it's about um basically this uh environment appears in Florida on the coast a comet hits a comet hits and an environment suddenly springs up and slowly starts to expand uh and everything within its borders is impossible to see from the outside and people who are sent in to investigate it, don't come back. So there's a like government outpost basically that is conducting research, trying to figure out what's going on inside. And they call it the shimmer. 
because it looks very beautiful. It looks like an oil slick, basically, all around mm-hmm. this. The, the these, boundaries like, of the environment. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, uh, it's just this, like, Florida swamplands that is uh, surrounding a towering wall that looks like an uh, like clear oil slick, basically. So uh, we are spending the movie with Natalie Portman, mm-hmm. <laughs> who is a biologist, and she is sent into the shimmer with four other women who are all different scientists or paramedics. Um, and they go in to try and figure out what's happening with the shimmer. Uh, Natalie Portman has the added problem of her husband was on one of the expeditions that went into the shimmer and he's the only person who's ever come back out, but Mm -hmm. he came back out a little different. Kind of funny. Kind of funny. (laughs) And he's, he instantly falls ill and is in a coma and nobody can ask him any questions about what happened to him. So I don't want to talk about the ending so much because I think if you haven't seen it and you're interested in it, I would like you to see it without knowing too much. Definitely. No spoilers on this one because it's really, really stellar. Yeah, it's a really great movie. I also, Amanda and I were talking about this before we started, um, but both of us had like less than perfect first viewings of it but upon rewatches have loved it more and more ever since like uh the first time I saw it I was really comparing it to the book a lot which was unfair (laughs) because the book is just different (laughs) and I actually really like that because they are it's just like an adaptation that kind of is exploring the story in an entirely different way and I think that's really interesting um but basically once these people are in the shimmer things about nature change and (laughs) plants (laughs) plants can start to look like people and animals can start to get bigger and weirder and scarier (laughs) and horrifying yeah I think that's Uh, a great vague way to describe it without saying too much I love it no no it's true yeah it's a very it's a very like visually stunning movie and Mm -hmm. a lot of what's horrible about it horrible like horrifying is that you know, these people are trapped in an environment that is both like messing with them psychologically, but also physically, like everything around them is changing all the time and the environment is really unpredictable. Um, and like, yeah, there's also like big animals that can eat you and that's really mm-hmm. scary. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so exactly. for me, I was looking for some eco horror that was like, okay, you enter an environment and something is wrong with it or something is wrong with you once you enter mm-hmm. it. Uh, mm-hmm. And that was like, specifically the flavor that I was seeking which is kind of hard to find (laughs) it is kind of hard to find I had a really hard time finding things for this theme so I'm really excited to hear about what you found because it seems like you had more success than me well I was also very generous with my interpretation of the theme I will say (laughs) I think that's perfect again it's just humans being um not in control anymore which is something that we're not used to yeah totally um but so the I'm, I actually watched a movie last night that was kind of hit the closest to this, mm-hmm. um, which I think you may have seen, but I don't know. It's called The Last Winter. That's the one I watched last night as well. <gasps> oh my gosh, yeah. interesting. I had a feeling. <laughs> That's the one I watched last night as well. <laughs> so do you, do you want to talk about it a little Let's bit? Let's talk about it. <clears throat> okay, the first thing in my notes is um, Matt Saracen and Tammy <laughs> Taylor because it's kind of like a Friday night night lights reunion because the actors who play Matt Saracen and Tammy Taylor are in it. So 
It's a Larry. It's from 2006. It's streaming on Hulu. Amazon. Yeah. Oh no. Oh no. I watched Hulu. it on Hulu. I rented it on Amazon. Okay. Uh, <laughs> it's a Larry Fessenden movie who I mostly know because I see him as like a bit character actor in a lot of stuff. He's like the guy that dies first in uh, your next. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, <laughs> so it's about a, um, a team of scientists and, and oil drill technicians, I guess, who go up to Alaska to a very, very, very remote tundra um, to basically restart this drill, this oil drill that mm-hmm. was out there that was started in the 80s and and then abandoned that project. Um, and long story short, it's kind of a movie about fossil ghosts. Um, (laughs) because what are fossil fuels, but fossils, um, (laughs) literally, literally fossils. Um, it's, it's pretty on the nose, a very like on the nose movie Mm -hmm. about like one day, like earth is going to get back at us because we've been like just tapping her dry. Um, and yeah, basically it's kind of a descent, like a team descends into madness, slowly movie, like a lot of science fiction films actually. Um, and people kind of start to hallucinate and, uh, lose grip on reality. Tensions rise, people hurt each other. People get hurt mysteriously. Um, people are, team members are having strange visions out in this endless, endless tundra. Um, and yeah, uh, it was mostly cool. Like, I don't know. (laughs) I didn't really like it because I thought it was just a little too messy. Mm -hmm. Um, though I, I found the concepts quite cool at times. Yeah. The, the haunted Arctic uh, fossil fuel ghosts like that. That was very fun to me. I liked that part. Yeah. I know. Like, and when I say that, I mean, quite literally people are seeing these, um, elk like ghosts and it's kind of a Wendigo vibe, Mm -hmm. uh, which if you don't know, Wendigo is like a horned, um, man eating creature from, uh, native American mythology. Um, mm-hmm. who, uh, there's a, there's a lot to, to talk about with the Wendigo. I know very little about it, but it's something that sometimes pops up in, in stories. Um, and so there, it's kind of a humanoid antlered creature. Um, and though those are being seen out in the dark, there's a, 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 a moment that really scared me for just one moment. Um, but otherwise kind of thought it was kind of weak. Jenny, what'd you mm. think? <laughs> I actually, I was really pleasantly surprised by it. I don't know if I just went in with different expectations, but I thought it was going to be very by the book. And I mean, it is like, it's not subtle, but I really appreciated um, some of the artistry that went into it. Like, I feel like there were some yeah. really unexpected camera movements that I was like, oh, whoa, that's really cool. Yeah. Like, there's this one shot where the camera suddenly is like zooming Zoom. across. Yeah at night in the dark towards these two characters that are sitting in a fire and just like the speed with which it moves and the direction that it moves seemed really unexpected to me and it was like startling in a good way yeah Um, that's so funny I wrote about that in my notes too because it was kind of the only one (laughs) (laughs) I just found um 
Yeah, I I don't know. I think I went in, yeah, thinking it was going to be really dime a dozen. And it, I mean, it kind of is, but it does also just have, I don't know, I think all the performances were really strong. And I, I think it does suffer from like 2006 CGI, because that's the time yeah. that it was made. But I just felt like it really, if it had leaned a little bit harder into being weird and surreal, totally. which I think those were the strongest parts of it. And, and I think it would have been a little bit better. But I don't know, I was just I was pleasantly surprised by it. I really liked the ending a lot. Um, yeah, it, it's too. not I mean, I think we can kind of spoil this one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think it's fine. It's from 2006. Yeah. And again, if you don't want to hear the spoilers, you can just turn it down just for a second. Turn it down. <laughs> no, I and I also just quickly want to say I totally agree. Um, like it definitely was a very unique story. And for mm-hmm. that, I really appreciated it. Like I did think that um it was gonna be like the day after tomorrow. <laughs> oh, something. totally. Yeah. You know. <laughs> I wasn't sure. And then I read the synopsis a little bit and I was, I thought, oh, okay, maybe this is, has a little more something to it. Mm. Um, and it did like it, I was also pleasantly surprised. Um, I think it just got me, uh, like you said, I think if it leaned in more maybe Mm -hmm. or organized itself a little more, I would have felt better, but it did feel like the same thing was just happening for a very long time Mm. to me. Um, but yeah, it definitely was, I was surprised by its, um, uniqueness. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Okay. okay, So (laughs) so basically, I mean, throughout the movie, this is not a surprise. Everybody just slowly dies. Like, I mean, and then it really accelerates and everybody quickly dies Mm -hmm. by the end. But, um, like the last scene is basically, uh, Connie Britton, Tammy Taylor, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. she wakes up in a hospital alone and she goes out into the lobby and there's some apocalyptic events happening on a TV that she's not really paying attention to. Uh, and she sees a doctor has killed himself and then she runs outside and you don't see what she sees, but you mm-hmm. just hear the sound of something really terrible happening. And mm-hmm. then it just cuts away. And I just really like that implication that like, something catastrophic is happening everywhere yeah <laughs> a, a character not earlier, just at their outpost but everywhere right. yeah and a character earlier in the movie says something like while he's kind of like hallucinating and not well says something about like is this just happening here or is this everywhere like something mm-hmm. to that effect and then that bre- being brought back at the end really I was like ooh, it is happening everywhere I know <laughs> right that was a yeah. very um twilight zone kind of yeah a, a very exciting a twist exciting almost twist. yeah <laughs> yeah exactly um I'm trying yeah. to think of there's I know there's an, movie endings out there that make me feel the same way where it's perhaps suggested that it's like that. Mm-hmm. But everywhere. you're not like totally sure. You don't yeah. know. It's still like a little ambiguous. But yeah, mm-hmm. I just um, you know, I found it. I was kind. Of, I was kind of thinking that it was going to be like a monster stalking people in the Arctic, and then it was like, oh no, it's actually about this environment that really does not want people to be there anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And I found that intriguing. I really, yeah. I enjoyed it. I also, I mean, it was like an hour and a half, and uh, nice and tight. It, it flew by for me. <laughs> <laughs> I was eating popcorn. Yeah. Yeah, it thinks of the, which I like as well as definitely it's, it's completely eco horror. It's very Mm -hmm. much in the genre and it's thinking of earth as its own organism that is fighting away humans like a virus, which I think is rad. 
Yeah. Um. <laughs> but yeah, I had a good yeah. time. There's uh, Ron Perlman is also in it as like a real mean guy. And mm-hmm. That was fun to, fun to see him. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I know. I, I, I was interrupted a little bit by some chores and I wonder how I'd feel if I, I just sat through and watched the whole thing in one go. I mean, I watched it all in the same night, but um, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's, you know, so the descent into madness of the team in the Arctic, um, you know, it doesn't feel like the thing descent mm-hmm. into paranoia because no. nobody's really questioning each other. It's not the same kind of thing. Um, but it reminds me, of course, of the show, The Terror, that we yeah. really loved. And at the very end of that, when people are just completely totally losing, losing it, it, and it's yeah. very um, it's very unexplained. People are doing things. You don't know why, you know, but <laughs> yeah. they're just not well. And I, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with not knowing why. And I'm okay with the horror of it being so vague. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I don't know why I didn't. I didn't appreciate it more Um, sometimes it just doesn't hit you know I know yeah but yeah I would I mean I would recommend it if you're interested in that kind of thing it is like very um it's got an indie flavor it's got an indie flavor it really it feels very low budget but in a way that I was like this I'm impressed by what you're doing with what clearly is not very much money totally I feel I felt impressed too and the CGI didn't bother me um it was more of that like indie like concept art flavor you know what I'm saying (laughs) I do (laughs) totally Um, but also um, montages and quick cuts yeah exactly exactly stuff like that um uh but But yeah that's that's the last winter the last winter from 2006 and I Oh, you know what? It's not on Hulu. You're right. It's on Amazon. Yeah, I had to, I had to rent it. I think it was like two ninety nine or something. Almost everything I watched, I rented, which was annoying. Annihilation, also, you have to rent, which is mm-hmm. kind of annoying, but it's really worth it. Too bad there's not a blockbuster down the street, I or even know. better, a locally owned video store. I know. Oh, gosh. Can you imagine? It's like, <laughs> you know, I forget. I have nostalgia for blockbuster, but then I remember, no, 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 Amanda. You should be having nostalgia for Island Video, which was same, pri- <laughs> same but Hollywood Video. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. The privately owned, you know, mm-hmm. your local. Oh. I know. Someday, someday, yeah. maybe we'll go back. Okay. You could red box it also if you wanted. It's true. <laughs> um, there was a Hollywood Video where I grew up too. I also oh man, it might have been a chain. I wonder now. Now that I'm saying it, could have been a Massachusetts chain. Totally. I don't know. <laughs> Um, what else did you watch? Well, so, um, I watched, I did watch, I ended up watching a bunch of, um, killer bug movies. Yeah. yeah. Let's killer. talk about phase four. But, yeah. Do you want to talk about phase four? I'll ready? totally talk about phase four. <laughs> I don't have I a lot phase, to say. <laughs> I know. I don't either. There's not much to say. I watched yeah. phase four over the winter oh, again wow. while I was doing house chores, just cause I've always wanted to see it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I got really distracted and then I kind of tuned back in at the end and these, the, the surviving humans are like, we are changing now. It is their way. <laughs> <laughs> um, Jenny, can you tell us more about phase four? I would love to tell you about phase four. So phase four is a movie from 1974. Uh, it's directed by Saul Bass. And I think it's the only movie he's ever directed. 
I recognize the name, but had to Google him. And guess what? You definitely know who he is. He is is the extremely famous graphic designer who did all of the 60s posters that you remember. Like he did all of the Alfred Hitchcock posters. He did all of like, anytime there were like interesting animated opening credits to a movie, like the It's a Mad, 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 Mad World. And like um, the man with the golden arm, Vertigo. The West Side Story credits, he did all of those. That is like his whole thing. I remember Um, there was something about it that made it unique. Yeah, totally. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, because I was like, why is this movie so very stylish? And I was like, oh, because it's all that. I know. (laughs) Um, Those anthills. Those anthills. Yeah, so Phase 4 is basically about um, like a... A celestial event occurs, unclear what it is, like a moon, something happens among the planets Mm -hmm. and it changes things on earth. So the thing that scientists noticed first is all of the ants start communicating with each other. All of the different species of ants who ordinarily do not speak to each other, (laughs) they have nothing in common, they all start communicating. Uh, And so these two guys go out to a research facility, I'm not sure where, um, out, out west in the the united states somewhere yeah um, and they yeah. uh basically like hole up in this little dome in like a geodesic dome to watch what's going on with these ants who have begun to build mysterious structures towers little these, towers these weird extremely geometric towers that all have the same symbol on them uh and so they're just kind of uh, checking it out, watching it. And then they start antagonizing the ants. <laughs> they mm-hmm. shouldn't do that, but they do. No, no, no. Because <laughs> they're like, we're not getting any, uh, we're not, there's nothing interesting to read out here. So I guess we'll just blow up these ant towers. Mm-hmm. Um, but before they do that, they try and evacuate this one family that lives in the property, but they do not leave. So they fall prey to the ants. After mm-hmm. they've been antagonized, the ants begin to organize again and attack. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they anytime they come across a living organism they burrow into them and so you get all these shots of like corpses that have holes tunneled through their hands mm-hmm. where the which is on the gone. poster that's the very yeah. famous poster <laughs> uh, so it's it's really eventually the daughter from this family uh who who were supposed to evacuate but didn't she's the only one who survives the <clears throat> ant attack uh and she links up with these two scientists and they together in the geodesic dome also start things start to melt down because the ants are fighting back basically um and to me it was visually very stunning but the writing was very boring yeah no it's a really boring it's, <laughs> it's so really boring, boring. <laughs> that's why i tuned out i wish i could remember your 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 description is making me want to rewatch it because it was so boring to me that i was mm-hmm. like oh i guess i'm just going to like mop my floor while this is playing or whatever I did. Um, yeah, it is unfortunately um, quite rather dull for most of dull. the movie. But I did enjoy when I tuned back in for that end because what it seems like is that it's just the ants world now. Mm-hmm. And this man and woman who are the survivors at the end are feel like it's a very Adam and Eve motif. Like they're fresh yeah. in the world of the ants. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> They also, they definitely, they're changed. Like the ants change them. They're not, yeah. Um, yeah. Like they don't choose to become the next 
the next Adam and Eve or whatever. Like, yeah. some, I'm not sure. I don't remember exactly because like, I also was kind of tuning in and out, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, they have that's that's kind of, like the beginning is really interesting and the end is very interesting and the middle is kind of like fine. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, it's really really interesting to watch. There's so much like National Geographic level footage of ants. And it's crazy. Like it totally, um, I mean, I don't know. It's just, it looks like incredibly good for the seventies to my eyes. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's like captivating to watch these ants, but also it made me itchy all over my entire body. (laughs) I was just like, Oh my God. (laughs) Um, Yeah. The, the image of their towers in the, mm the, in the landscape is quite, um, eerie. It's yeah, totally. Uh, the ants are very smart. They have really good ant actors, in this yeah. movie Incredible. really uh really good work from these ants <laughs> uh also oh I will say the acting also not great because the last thing in my, in my notes is the sentence pretending to be bitten by ants is thankless work these, <laughs> these poor actors are like jumping all the time because they're being bitten all over their bodies by the ants but it's just like not convincing no no <laughs> Wow. Better ant actors than yeah. human yeah, the, actors. The ant actors are much better than the human actors. They, they do great work. Yeah. <laughs> um, but oh. yeah, it's also, it's streaming on Hulu for free. So just pop it on in the background while you are doing stuff. Actually, like, honestly, it's probably the best way to watch it. Cause you can like absorb it without having to, um, you know, be terribly bored. Yeah. Yeah. Check it off your list. I'm glad I did. Yeah, same. I really, I did enjoy it. I, I like, I kept getting distracted, which I hate when that happens during a movie, but um, definitely, I mean, all of the ant scenes are really interesting. Yeah. It's worth a watch. Yeah. Not terribly riveting, but no, definitely eco horror. Definitely eco horror. Yeah. Again, I think it's worth checking off your list. Why not? Yeah, for sure. Uh, Amanda, do you want to tell me? another movie that you watched? I will. So I watched another movie about humans drilling into the earth and marketing whatever they find with reckless abandon. I watched 1985's The Stuff. Yes. Oh my God. (laughs) Did you also watch The Stuff? I didn't. It kept showing up on lists for me and then, but I wasn't ready. I, I didn't go into it. So please tell me everything. Yeah. So I've I have seen parts of the stuff before, but I'd never watched all of it. Um, it is a very, very, it's an 80s horror classic. It's not very good. Like it's, um, I definitely think The Blob is better, which is another <laughs> movie about something viscous attacking people. Um, but it is a lot of fun and it wastes absolutely no time getting right to it. The very first scene is, uh, a person walking around a, an, um, like a site where drilling already occurs or some kind of construction site. And there's something white and creamy coming out of the ground and he sticks his fingers in it and tastes it and says, Oh, this is pretty good. We could sell this stuff. And then it's the stuff. Um, that rules. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it's really a story about, um, Again, like humans um, just capitalizing on things without thought and without, in a way, it actually feels like um, a a metaphor for the FDA approving Mm -hmm. dangerous addictive medications without sufficient testing. Um, 
But in this case, it's something that naturally comes from the earth. And it's like, again, it's a white kind of ice cream, creamy like substance. And right after that beginning scene, we're dropped into a world where the stuff is mass marketed it's in every grocery store there's ads all over the tv for it and people are completely addicted to the stuff oh my god um you have all these people being like there's no calories like i've lost weight i have more energy i'm healthier so people can't get enough of the stuff um <laughs> and there's a little boy who his family's all eating it and he's very suspicious of it because he wakes up one night and he goes to the fridge for a snack and he sees it moving on its own. It's out of its <laughs> container and it's moving around the fridge. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> um, and then the other character we follow is this guy that's hired by another company to snoop around the stuff company because their, their recipe, which there is none because it comes <laughs> right out of the ground unfiltered. Uh, is under lock and key and this this company hires him because they're like we, we want you to sleuth around why, why do people love it so much we we got to get some of that attention um, and so he starts to uncover the sinister aspects of the stuff including the fact that the people that own the company will not themselves eat it because they know and that's what makes it feel like very much like a metaphor um, for you know a lot of very real companies where you yeah. you will give something to the public but you will not give it to yourself because you know you know there's something <laughs> there's in something it wrong yeah um, but uh i have i have it written in my notes the last scene is really good and oh i was going to say i can't remember what the last scene is but <laughs> now i do <laughs> okay so again very entertaining but really not great things the plot kind of um unravels really fast both what's happening in the plot and the story structure <laughs> itself <laughs> really gets just to be a mess like this um general and like a small army come out of nowhere who believe the characters that are like don't eat the stuff we got to stop people eating the stuff um and basically it ends i'm gonna spoil it um because i don't have tons to say other than like goofy <laughs> goofy 80s movie that's fun it ends with those who have discovered what's wrong with the stuff, including the little boy who's lost his whole family to the stuff. Oh no. Um, because you keep eating it and you essentially become a shell and the stuff. That's right. I should say the stuff basically makes people into this hive mind mm. creature. Um, and people are just kind of full of the stuff the instead stuff. of <laughs> organs. It's very gross. Um, it's very gross and ooey gooey. Love that. Um, but yeah, so, uh, and they're referred to as stuffies, by the way. Um, <laughs> Love that too. <laughs> yeah. Yep. It's the stuff starts to take over and you get a lot of stuffies, which are hive mind people, like everybody working in the stuff factory just works for the stuff, like no mm. money. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, and they're all stuffies. Um, and when they get you know, punched or whatever, their mm -hmm. faces cave in and it's just a bunch of ooey gooey stuff. Um, <laughs> very gross. But the last scene is the survivors and the folks who are the heroes in the movie coming to the heads of the stuff company and forcing them to eat the stuff. Nice. Uh, and then the very last scene, the stuff has been taken off the shelves. The cat's out of the bag. Nobody wants to eat the stuff. 
but people are still addicted to it. And the last scene is people meeting in an alleyway and illegally dealing the stuff, which I thought was a very fun. And that's the last scene, like, uh oh, the stuff's still out there. (laughs) We'll never get rid of the stuff. And that really, you know, so it came up on lists about of eco horror movies because it's a, a subs, a natural substance that comes straight out of the ground, but it doesn't ultimately have the complexity of the story that I'm looking for in an eco horror. Um, there's not, not really much of a point that's dialed home. Like I said, mm. there's actually, to me, it feels more, especially with that last scene, it feels more like, um, about uh, dangerous medications and untested products and things like that. Uh, So it's like a capitalism horror story. Um, (laughs) But yeah, so, uh, but I get why it, it, it on online at least fell under eco horror. Totally. um, Because just because it does, uh, yeah, come out of wells. (laughs) Wells out of the ground. (laughs) Um, But there's no, there's no direct line drawn in the plot that says, you know, it's, it's mother nature taking revenge or, um, yeah, the, the stuff doesn't seem to have much of an agenda of its own, though it does seem independent. (laughs) Yeah. It's close, closer to like a, they live than, um, totally. Or, or an invasion of the body snatchers. Yeah, totally. Exactly. Exactly. So that's the stuff. The and the stuff, stuff is streaming on Tubi. Um, Tubi. For free. So check out the stuff if you want to watch something schlocky, schlocky 80s horror. Again, I do think um, the blob is a better um, attacked by a viscous substance movie yeah. from the 80s. Gooey, the 80s, 80s, 80s version of movie. the blob. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that's that's the stuff. Jenny... Is there something else? I have one more movie I want to talk to you about, which is a generous interpretation of Uh ego horror, but also was a really good movie. So I'm really glad I watched it. I'm excited. So it's a movie from 1995 called Safe. Have you ever heard of it? Never in my life. Yeah. So it's less a straight up horror movie and more like a psychological thriller. Like Mm. it's, it's almost more like a psychological drama that just has... Um, some like horror elements to it but it is Todd Haynes' second movie who you may recognize from such films as Velvet Goldmine and Carol mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and it's I really liked it I rented it because I wanted to watch it so badly <laughs> but it's $2.99 you can rent it on Amazon or YouTube or wherever uh, it stars Julianne Moore Ooh. and it's really interesting it's so basically Julianne Moore is like this upper class white um housewife like she's she calls herself a homemaker mm-hmm. uh it's <laughs> the 90s <laughs> um and she is like married to this guy and you know it's very like she's in the suburban trappings like the one of the first scenes is of her getting couches delivered and they're the wrong color so she like <laughs> sends them back to get the new couches delivered and all of her interior spaces are like very pure and clean and like white with like matching sets and everything is like very perfect. She slowly begins to 
feel really bad. Like she gets really tired and she starts like collapsing and having these like panic attacks that feel like they are um, being set off by something around her. So she like starts going to doctors to try and figure out like, is she allergic to something or like, is does she have like an illness? Um, and slowly over time, like it just kind of starts to like collapse her life. Mm-hmm. And she sees a flyer at her local gym where she goes in her like 90s workout gear with all the other suburban moms <laughs> mm. uh, that says something about like, uh, is the smoke affecting you? And like, are, oh my God, what does it say exactly? Are you allergic to the 20th century? <laughs> oh my God. Uh, and it's like lists all these things like, are you coughing? Do you feel like exhaust is getting into your house? Uh, And so she takes a flyer and goes to this meeting that's a bunch of people who are all in like a rec center talking about something called environmental illness. Oh, wow. Basically, it's like the idea that because we live in like a post-industrial age where there's smog in the air and cars are driving, they're also, they're in California, um, Mm -hmm. I think the San Fernando Valley. Um, And, you know, because of pollution, all of these things, like our bodies are reacting negatively towards it. So the solution is to completely isolate yourself from civilization, basically. Wow. So she like trades in, I mean, she basically like things escalate for her until the point where like she goes to pick up her dry cleaning uh, and at the dry cleaners, um, there's like a, a guy spraying chemicals because they're like fumigating for bugs and she collapses and like has to go to the hospital and is covered in like this horrible rash. Um, so she like, basically decides to trade in her like suburban life to go move to this like new agey <laughs> retreat uh-huh. <laughs> where this guy is in charge who's very cult leader like uh and completely isolates all the people there from civilization like so they all like live in these little cabins that don't have electricity um and just be- like completely remove themselves from the world uh but it's really really interesting the, so like the movie itself is really more of like a drama kind of but it's mm. shot like a horror movie like there are scenes of her like driving at night with like ominous music mm. and just like uh, it's just so it's really good it's a really good movie um and it's just so much of it is about like fear of isolation but also desire for isolation and like uh-huh. just she's so uh completely enveloped by her environment everywhere she is but she also is like so afraid of it like she's constantly terrified of everything around her Uh um but there's (laughs) it's just like oh my gosh I really like it I really would highly recommend it it's called safe um I don't want to tell you too much about the ending although it's not it's like it's kind of a movie that's less about the plot and more about the feeling that's happening Mm -hmm. all around you while you're watching it um and so like the thing that makes it like an environment an eco horror <laughs> is that like she is just constantly like afraid of everything around her like there's no plants literally attacking her but she is like she does have this very visible physical illness that's happening to her mm-hmm. all the time that's like we don't know if it's entirely psychological or if it's like actually caused by her environment um but it doesn't really matter what yeah. is causing it you know um but it just felt to me like it, it kind of had the spirit of eco horror in it, even though there were no literal plants yeah, attacking her. <laughs> I like it. I don't think there needs to literally be. I mean, that's part of the fun of doing this show is the interpretation. But I also am down with that interpretation because, again, it's 
um, out of it's, it's about not being in control of your environment. And I think that's so much about eco horror, whether it means literally nature or just the world around you. Um, but yeah, feel a human feeling out of control in the natural world. Totally. Yeah. She's just like constantly in a state of like panic and dread and fear. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's like, it's not fully a horror movie, but she's absolutely experiencing it. Like it's a horror movie, but yeah, I would highly recommend it. It was really interesting. Um, there's also, (laughs) there's this just like this specter (laughs) that's haunting her at the retreat. That's this guy who is so afraid of the environment that he is like wearing a full suit of like, um, I don't even know what it is because you only see him from far away, but it's just this guy, his name's Lester. And like, everybody always sees him from afar and he's like walks through the fields entirely covered head to toe in like cloth so that he isn't interacting with the environment. And he like walks like a baby horse, like learning to walk, like up on two legs, but like, you know, those like tentative long steps. Yeah. Oh. It's horrible. It's very scary. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's the movie safe. It's really interesting. I would Sounds recommend good. it. Yeah. yeah. Dang. Yeah. But so that's kind of, I mean, I watched a couple other movies that were just about like killer bugs, but I don't need to talk about them. Yeah. I know. I watched another movie too that didn't turn out to apply in my book. Yeah. Um, but you know, I will continue watching eco horror movies and looking for the ones that are closest to annihilation, which really <laughs> checks all the boxes. Um, totally. Do you have any uh, recommendations or things that you're looking forward to watching, Jenny? Oh my goodness. I have one of each, if that's okay with you. <laughs> please, my- please, please. My recommendation, which I was going to say earlier when we were talking about Godzilla, but I was like, I'll just wait till the end because I was planning on saying it anyway. If you don't want to watch Godzilla versus King Kong because we just don't don it a lot and you're like, man, wish I could watch a movie with big monsters in it that was good. Can I interest you in a little film called Pacific Rim? (laughs) (laughs) You know, always literally just always waiting for an episode where it's appropriate for me to tell you to watch Pacific Rim. And it's today. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, It's a movie about giant aliens that come out from the sea uh, through fake science that totally convinces me uh, and humanity bands together, builds giant robots to fight them. And God, it's just delicious. Just so good. (laughs) It is really fun. I had started it years ago when it first came out and I didn't like it. And then I finally watched it all and I loved it. It was great. great. It's really fun. It's really fun. Yeah. I mean, especially now that the weather is getting warmer, it's just that like big high budge blockbuster season, baby. Totally. Yeah. And it's directed by Guillermo del Toro. So it's visually stunning. Uh, Highly recommended. But yeah, I am... For what I'm looking forward to, there's a movie that's coming out on Netflix on Friday that Danielle told me about that I'm very excited to watch called Synchronic, which is a sci-fi horror movie um, that's by these two guys who do like these other sci-fi horror movies that are interconnected. I don't know if this one is going to be interconnected with those ones, but um, they did a movie called The Endless a couple of years ago and another one called uh, Resolution. And the two of them are in like the same universe. Okay. Yeah. And then this, they have a new movie coming out. It's, I think they're brothers. Uh, mm-hmm. And the new movie is called Synchronic. And I don't know if it's related at all, but I like their weird 
indie sci-fi energy that they have. I, I have not seen The Endless, but Resolution is really cool and very, very strange. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's one that has an indie vibe that I can get into. Totally. Uh, you know, it just really depends. Sometimes yeah. I can't do the trap, the indie trappings, and sometimes I really can. <laughs> yeah, same. I feel I feel much the same way. Yeah. But yeah, yep. that's uh, coming to Netflix on Friday. If you're interested, that's what I'll be watching. Oh, that's exciting. Yeah. Uh, Amanda, uh-huh. how about you? Okay, so I just have one movie to recommend, and I'm going to say right now that I don't think it's a perfect movie, and I actually think the script is pretty weak, but (laughs) I just wanted to watch something that was really yucky and also a sci-fi horror. So I recently rewatched the movie Life from 2017. You can rent it on Vudu, um, V-U-D-U, or Amazon Prime or YouTube or whatever. Um, but it's about a, the astronauts at the international space station and the mission that they're all a part of is there's a probe that has taken samples, some core samples from Mars and there is living tissue in it and they essentially revive it somehow. It's this tiny organism, um, that they revive with the also science that I'm like down to believe, but doesn't make any sense. It's like they... Um, stimulate it with like the correct uh, levels of oxygen and CO2 and whatever. But essentially this little amoeba grows big real fast and becomes a truly disgusting, uh, very scary little gelatinous alien. It kind of looks like a starfish, but um, it gets bigger the more it murders. (laughs) Um. And again, I think the script is really goofy. There's just some really Jake Gyllenhaal's in it. And he says some really goofy stuff. Like he, (laughs) he kind of has the Donnie Dargo voice in it. So he's like, I just belong out here. You know, (laughs) it's really silly. Um, Yeah. And I, you know, this, that Donnie Darko face that he does, I'm like, ugh, weird. Um, But it is very fun and gross. Um, Yes the alien crawls inside somebody's mouth and just wreaks havoc inside their body. And they become like a slushy bag. It's so gross. It just <laughs> makes me feel disgusted. Um, and I love that. That's like the mark of a good gross horror movie is when I can't stop thinking about a disgusting scene. Um, so it's fun in that way. And yeah. I think if you're really in the mood to watch something gross, you might enjoy life from 2017 yes absolutely yeah Yeah. um yeah this has been dim the lights with jenny and amanda you can hit up our instagram if you would like to uh, talk to us at all we are at dim the lights with jenny and amanda no spaces or anything else um also just a reminder if you're a new listener or new to the area or anything there we have a list of useful resources at on our Instagram and our link tree. Um, but also it's a good time to check out your local like civic and environmental engagement groups. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like there's so many places in uh, Hudson, Catskill all around that are doing a lot of important work for social justice, economic justice, uh, racial justice and environmental justice. So check those out. They're out there. Exactly. Like Jenny said, those resources are in the link in our bio. 
at Den the Lights with Jenny and Amanda. And that's our Instagram. We really encourage you to check us out. And we'll see you next, next Tuesday, where every other, the second and fourth Tuesday every month from seven to eight. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.